Hey, hey, it's Neville Medora, and I want to talk to you today. It's Friday, October 28th, 2022, and let's talk about the swipes email, swipe wisdom, interesting picture essay, and a sketch. So let's get started. So today for the swipe, I found this really funny swipe file in the wild. I saw it yesterday while walking around my neighborhood and it's this hilarious van promoting their plumbing services. Now I see service vans all the time and I don't care, but this one really caught my eye. So on the back of it, there's like this man and woman, they look like they're in war, except they're in kind of like, you know, stereotypical office clothes. And instead of guns and swords, they're holding plungers. And so <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's kind of funny. I was like, what is this? And I actually walked up the street to see the rest of this van. And on the side of the van was something even funnier. It was this guy skydiving on a uh, AC condenser unit. So, you know, the, the thing in your backyard that goes like and has a big fan on it and blows air upwards. Well, there's a guy skydiving on top of that airflow. And I don't know. I was just like, this company is pretty funny. And I took a uh, I took a I took a picture of it now. I'm often skeptical of copy or advertisements that's just purely funny, but don't actually work. And so many bars or restaurant signs are like this, like they'll have like a funny saying, but it doesn't necessarily bring in customers. However, this radiant plumbing van totally caught my eye. It made me laugh and it made me take a picture. And now I'm talking about it to 56,000 plus people on the current swipes email. So maybe it worked. Let's get started with a little bit of wisdom today. Um, something to remember when selling your product is that people generally don't want the product itself, but rather the change it brings. So remember, if you sell a piece of software, they don't actually want to buy software. They want a, they have a problem they're trying to solve and your software is an easy way to do it. I don't really want to buy Calendly. I just don't want to have to like organize setting up times and messing up time zones over email, sending about five different emails like, hey, do these times work? Did these times work? And then I drop the ball on an email and I forget about it and then I never get the business. I'd rather not do that, so I'd rather just buy Calendly. But remember, you are selling the thing that the change they that your product brings. You're not actually selling your product. So I thought this is kind of an interesting graphic from user onboard. And it shows like the small Mario, uh, which is the person who's a potential customer. It shows your product, which is that plant that makes Mario big. And then it shows the big Mario and says, awesome person that can do rad shit. <laughs> and so I thought this, uh, this little graphic was, was pretty awesome. Good reminder. Here's something interesting, and I will say right up front, I question the validity of all of the information on this chart. I think it's kind of like either self-reported or like based off of vague studies, but I found this to be a cool layout that uh, they've shown the age you peak at certain life skills. And so they show it decade by decade, what, look, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and the next row says 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 19, 20, et cetera. And so it says like at seven, you peak at learning a new language. I'm not sure that's totally true. It says 18, your brain processing power peaks. Uh, at 22, you peak at remembering names. I don't know if any of these things are super accurate, but who knows? Um, but here's a funny thing. According to this chart, my plan to die at 85 years old on November 17th, 2067 is totally justified because it looks like the last peak in your life is 82, where it's a psychological well-being. So maybe dying at 85 won't be so bad because according to this chart, there's nothing to look after, uh, look forward to after that. So I would say take the information on this chart with a huge grain of salt, but I do love the way that it's laid out. Here's a picture, and this is a picture is of this tooth gem fad. It's where you could get a small fake diamond put on your tooth. 
Now, I thought I've seen this like on social media. I think these are permanent. I didn't know they were just, uh, you know, kind of temporary. So these tooth gems, you get this little diamond placed on your tooth. It's just like a little decoration. It is not permanent. You could kind of just peel it off anytime. It'll last up to a week and it costs roughly 50 bucks. And it's getting kind of popular. Look at the Google Trends chart I showed over here. So we were at an uh, F1 event this weekend and they were actually giving these out for free. And so we saw, uh, there was like a group of us that decided to get them. And the way we saw it was we're at this event and there's these people standing around uh, these two, like, I guess they look like dentists. And we were like, are they giving that person a teeth cleaning? Like, what are they doing? There's like two dental people doing something with like those little sucky tubes and all the dental equipment. And they had like little eyeglass thing, magnifiers on their eyes and they had masks on. And we're like, what are they doing? Um, and then there was this guy who's super jacked, like really big. He's wearing a suit with no shirt under it. And he's got like tattoos everywhere, like Travis Barker. And uh, he was apparently the dentist that does Post Malone, the rapper's teeth. So he puts like diamonds and gold grills in. And he's showing us all these different uh, $2 million diamonds he's put on people's teeth and stuff like that. And apparently they do this for fun. So at this event, I guess they were paying them to do this for free. And so we all got that. And so I sat there for like about two minutes. It's like a little procedure where they use dental glue to place a fake diamond and then they use UV light to harden it. So it was a fun little thing to do. It wasn't permanent. It was a fun conversation starter. I left my little diamond on for four days or so. Most of the other people in the group just scratched it off the next day. And I don't know. I think you'll see them at concerts and festivals. It's like a fun little thing. It's, it's cute. It's fine. It's temporary. It's a good time. Here's a quick little essay about working from home. So your office area has become increasingly important over the last few years. And uh, I'd like to show an evolution of my own office spaces as technology has become more and more part of our lives. <coughs> Remember, like when I was in college circa 2002, um, here was my dorm room set up. I even had, I had a flat monitor, which I was really proud of because I paid for it myself. And it was like a thousand bucks, which is a lot of money back then. And uh, I also had one of those like tube CT monitors, whatever they're called. I forgot what they're called. But um, I, my college dorm room was just a plastic desk with a computer on it. And of course you used your computer quite a bit back then, but nowadays, I mean, with your phone as included as your computer, I mean, you're on your computer for far more time than you were back then. I mean, I remember you used to use it like, you know, books and stuff to study. Now that's probably mostly primarily laptop or computer work, right? Then for many years, um, I had like the standard desk plus computer combo in various apartments, you know, the standard 47 inch wide desk, um, 30 inches deep or so. And you just put a iMac on there and call that your desk workspace area. And of course, I'd also work remotely on uh, random tables and balconies and co-working spaces just to switch things up. There was even this year, I think around like 2016 or something, when I was like, what if I just move to 100% laptop? So I put away my desktop computer and I was like, I'm going to go 100% laptop in order not to be attached to a desktop. So I tried using this up down rolling desk. It kind of looked like a medical desk almost and it worked, but it wasn't great. Like it's nice to have like a place to really put your, my notepad and throw stuff on the table and keep some pencils and all that stuff. It was nice to have all that. And then it was also really nice to have just my big iMac 27 inch screen and just using like, you know, a 13 or a 15 inch laptop, just never quite really cut it compared to using a big old computer. And it worked decently, but ultimately it wasn't great for long periods of work. And frankly, it kind of looked a little goofy in my apartment. 
Um, then came the era of making a whole room into an office. So instead of making something just like a guest bedroom or some sort of storage room, I'd make something uh, an office. And this would include like a, a nice full out, uh, full on uh, pull out queen couch that people can crash on. If I have extra guests, I would have extra desks for people to work at. And each little version of this was a little bit different as video became more and more important. So I remember my first time I made a, a whole room um, in office, it was just kind of like white walls, uh, you know, no big deal. Uh, I didn't think anything of it. But then as video became more and more important, I realized, wow, I need like a background, like this white background doesn't look good. So I put like this peel and stick wallpaper that looked like wood paneling. And honestly, it was so good. Like people used to be inside my office and be like, whoa, is this real wood? And I'm like, what are you crazy? It's like just peel and stick wallpaper, but it looked great. And um, now my current office is like a 13 by 14 foot room. It's uh, all kind of sound dampened with uh, a huge rug that covers the entire floor and also thread or grass cloth wallpaper that kind of absorbs some of the noise. And uh, it's got a teleprompter, good lighting. It's got, uh, you know, nice looking background, three camera setups for interviews, microphones, all that kind of stuff. So um, the current office, it, it used to be just like everyone just had like a desk that they use as an office. Now, like current offices that I've seen myself and a lot of friends have. It's like a reading room, a recording studio, a workspace for others. And it could also turn into like a queen bedroom, mine, for spillover guests if I had too many people over. Um, the funny thing is, with all the money I put into this, I'd say 50% of the time I just work from a laptop on the dining table. So it's kind of funny. I don't think I really need all this, but it is nice to have. And then um, lastly, here's a sketch. And this is a crappy error message that gets seen between 1,000 and 1,300 times a day on copywritingcourse.com. So if you go to copywritingcourse.com and you're not a member and you go to my blog, on the right-hand side, there will be these lists, these live feeds. It'll have member events. It'll have a live feed of all the stuff that's coming up uh, or all the, all the posts that have been posted in the forum and all the help we're giving people. And then it'll also show all the different courses that we have. Now, people tend to click these, but they're not members. So it shows this error message with a little sketch on it. And it's a pretty crappy error message. It's not very effective. It violates all my rules of copywriting. It has two different CTAs. The buttons are a little confusing. It has like a subscribe button and the same size existing user sign in button. And then uh, it tells you to subscribe to our email, but then it also tells you to join. So it violates all my own rules. I made it really fast as a placeholder one day and never updated it. And we just looked at the stats recently and we're like, holy shit, a thousand plus people a day see this. And we have this crap error message that converts at like a 2% rate. Um, for email. And so I'm probably going to get rid of the email sign up on there and just try to encourage people to sign up if they want um, to see the content. And I would love to just open this up to the community and see what happens. So how about this? Reply to this email with your copy suggestions or design suggestions for this error message. And if I use your ideas, I'll send you a free copy shirt wherever in the world you are, if, I'm, if I can send you there. Um, I love the shirt. I probably wear it like once or twice a week, actually. And uh, it's like copy with a heart as the O. It's, it's pretty cool. People really enjoy it. So try to get some practice and uh, send me some suggestions on what I should put here to encourage people to join copywriting course as an error message. And, or even if you draw it out on a napkin and send me a picture of it, reply to Neville at copywritingcourse.com and send it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll post some of the, the good suggestions and then report back on how it converts. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this Friday little email. Make sure to tell your friends about the copywriting course, copywritingcourse.com slash join. If they want to learn a new skill, learn to write better emails, web pages, home pages, sales pitches, all that kind of stuff. This is the place to do it. We train you. And then every Thursday, we actually just get on a call. I just came off of one and we had five different questions 
and we spent about 20 minutes with each person uh, going over their actual emails. One person wanted their LinkedIn posts rewritten for more engagement. So we wrote three different versions of it. One person wanted their whole sales page reviewed. A company wanted their whole, um, the way they sign up tutors, they wanted that completely revamped and we did that on the spot. So these are really, 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 really valuable. So highly suggest you to join Copywriting Course and I hope you enjoy these emails. I will talk to you 